Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey. New York Governor Kathy Hochul's executive budget proposal would force East End school districts to make significant cuts to balance next year's financial plans. According to calculations unveiled last week, local districts might face more than 20% decrease in state aid. Desiree Keegan reports on 27East.com that Southampton Superintendent of Schools, Nicholas Dino, said he was in shock to see a forecasted 27% or $485,000 decline in support for his district. The move comes after three years of large appropriations to fully fund foundation aid. Quote, no one discussed it for the past year or so. This was not on anyone's radar, he said. We received $1,770,000 in foundation aid this current year, and it's already a tough year, where we're still under the pressure of the 2% tax cap and have health care costs going up around the 15% mark, over a million dollars from this year to next. In layman's terms, it gives us this impossible task to build a budget where either we cut personnel or we cut programs, because that's where the bulk of our resources go. That's Southampton Superintendent of Schools, Nicholas Dino. Sag Harbor School Business Administrator Jennifer Buscemi said her district's 21.5% or $428,681 deficit in light of health insurance and retirement system increases would be destructive. The state's foundation aid formula includes factors such as enrollment and local community wealth. But Spring Superintendent Deborah Winter said her drop from 682 students in the 2013-14 school year to the current 656 in her K-8 school is not significant enough to warrant her 12.43% or $200,000 slash. Any reduction in aid is significant for Springs, devastating, and will impact our students who deserve so much more than we currently provide. Not less, Ms. Winter tells 27East.com. East Hampton Superintendent of Schools Adam Fine, whose district could lose 20.17% or $774,241, said he remains hopeful that the state legislature will reestablish support. We're hoping to speak with our local New York State leaders to plead our case. We consider New York State to be our partner in the education of our students. The East Hampton Town Board unanimously approved contracts with its two law enforcement unions that boost base salaries for police officials by 10% over the next three years. Joe Workmeister reports on Newsday.com that the agreements extend by two years the contracts between the Town and Police Benevolent Association, which represents patrol officers and detectives of the East Hampton Town Police Department, and the Superior Officers Association, which represents the ranks of sergeant, detective sergeant, lieutenant, and captain. The police department accounts for $20.5 million of East Hampton Town's $95 million budget for 2024. The police force currently has 65 sworn personnel. 
Sandland, the controversial sand mining operation owned by Wainscott Sand and Gravel off Millstone Road in Noyak, has apparently ceased operations. No activity has been seen at the site since it closed on December 22nd, the Friday before Christmas. Stephen J. Coates reports on 27East.com that in the meantime, the company announced in a letter to its customers that it would move operations to the site formerly occupied by Southampton Masonry, that's at 30 Old Montauk Highway in Wainscott. The news apparently caught many of the Sandmine's opponents by surprise and left them speculating whether it was a permanent development. All I can say is what I see, said New York State Assemblyman Fred W. Thiel Jr. There hasn't been any activity there in the past month, and customers have been told the retail operation is moving to Wainscott. It is our sincere hope that the facility will remain closed, said Bob DeLuca, the president for the Group for the East End, and that the next construction activity we see at this facility is focused on reclamation and healing this important groundwater recharge area for future needs. It's the exact outcome that should have immediately followed the unanimous decision of the New York State Court of Appeals last winter, but the state chose to ignore the decision and allow operations to continue, said DeLuca, who further added, at the end of the day, it's important to remember that this decade-long conflict revolves solely around the long-term protection of our underground drinking water supply. The median home sale price on Long Island, excluding the East End in the fourth quarter, was $635,000, close to its all-time high, and 7.6% higher than a year ago, according to a new report from Douglas Elliman and Miller Samuel. A record low number of listings has helped drive prices higher. An expected drop in mortgage rates this year would lower home buyers' interest costs but might increase competition for homes. Jonathan Labantia reports on Newsday.com that on Long Island's South Fork, the Hamptons shattered its previous price record with a median sale at $1.85 million, a 45% increase compared with the fourth quarter of 2022. Because deals worth more than $5 million made up a greater share of sales than usual. The median price on the North Fork fell 2.1% to $974,250. Despite the record prices, Long Island's housing market has been in a rut with an unusually low number of houses changing hands. In Suffolk, excluding the East End, the median sale was a record $575,000 in the fourth quarter, an 8.5% increase. Tony Lambert, a Bridgehampton High School graduate and U.S. Marine combat veteran and a familiar face behind the counter at the Bridgehampton Post Office for the last two decades, will hand out his last parcel on Friday. That's tomorrow, as he prepares to move on to a new job at the Cutchog Post Office. Stephen J. Coates reports on 27East.com that the best thing about working in Bridgehampton, where he spent most of his life, is the people he has met over the years, said Lambert, 49, who has been working at the Bridgehampton Post Office since 2002. Lambert has been living in Mastic Beach since 2021. He put in for an opening at Cutchog in part to reduce his commute time by 20 to 30 minutes in each direction. 
with an accumulated kitty of $5.8 million as of the end of November 2023, the Southampton Town Board voted this week to tap into its new Community Housing Fund for the first time. For its first purchase under the new program, the board voted at its regular meeting Tuesday to buy a 3.8-acre parcel of vacant land in Watermill for $4.3 million from the Yule Family Trust. Tom Gogler reports on Newsday and then 27East.com that the parcel fronts Montauk Highway and said Southampton Town Director of Housing and Community Development Cara Bach affords the town of Southampton with a unique opportunity to produce affordable housing east of the Shinnecock Canal. As quoted on 27East.com, the property is currently zoned as CR60 and will require an increase in residential development density in order to develop affordable housing, according to Bach. That means a change in the current zoning. The zoning issue will be taken up separately by the board and the Zoning Board of Appeals at a later date and following a public hearing before the board. That change in zoning, said Bach, would allow the board to consider developing the property for up to 36 rental apartments or owner-occupied townhouses. The community wants the housing, said Southampton Town Councilman Tommy John Schiavone following a recent meeting with the Watermill Citizens Advisory Committee. The how of how the parcel at 99 Montauk Highway, just east of the junction of 27 and 27A, will be developed is to be determined by the Southampton Town Board. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.